0: In this episode we'll discuss resignations and counteroffers. All your hard work has paid off. You've identified the next step in your career, and it's not at your current company. It's time to resign. So let's talk about the goals of resigning. The first goal is pretty simple. You want to let your company know that you're no longer going to be working there. But resignation goes beyond that. The goals of resignation are as follows. 1. Let your company know that you won't be working there. Number two, manage your brand and relationships with your previous boss, coworkers, and team. It's really important that you secure your legacy at this point. The last thing you want people to think is that you went running out the door for a better opportunity. So don't gloat, be professional, act circumspect, and work hard through this transition so that others will see your efforts as a lasting legacy of the work you did in the organization and not just think that you're sneaking out the back door. It's important to manage the relationship with your boss when you resign and during the two weeks that you will be working during your notice period. This is another important reason why you shouldn't extend your notice period beyond the two weeks. It's difficult to maintain the relationship and you don't want to drag it on and create other opportunities for disruption. In this episode, we're going to talk about that resignation process, but I wanted to start with a brief overview. For most people, resigning is very stressful. It's not something we do often, and it's not something we look forward to. It's a change, and change is scary. The best analogy for the feelings that you're experiencing is think of a trapeze artist swinging high in the air. He can't stay on the same bar, or he can't progress. He's going to have to get to the next bar. In order to do this, he needs to release the bar that he's swinging on now. Fly through the air and grab that next bar. Changing jobs is like that moment when the trapeze artist releases the bar and flies through the open air to the next. It's scary, but you have to release in order to move forward. What you're feeling is natural. It will pass. It's part of change. Another thing that will be helpful for you to understand how you're feeling is to know that your brain processes change as an error. It's looking for the natural, the normal, the expected, and when the expected doesn't happen or won't, your brain doesn't like that, and like a computer that receives an incorrect piece of information, it doesn't work properly. You feel off-kilter, anxious. Once we accept the new way, we feel better, but feeling a bit off as a result of change is perfectly normal. Just put one foot in front of the other. Change is good. Learn to embrace it. It will propel your career. For more on change, I recommend reading Who Moved My Cheese? It's an excellent and entertaining book. It helps you think about change and its impact on your life and career. Okay, so let's get to it. When and how to resign. When. After you've cleared your background check. Even if you know it's clear and you have nothing to worry about, you don't want to resign until it's clear. Think about the situation You go into your boss's office, you quit, and oops, something came up. Hey boss, can I have my job back? It's not going to go over well, so just wait until you're clear. As soon as possible, after you clear your background, you should resign. You want to maximize your notice period and get the stressful item out of the way so you can move forward. So before you walk into your boss's office, you need to prepare. Write your resignation letter. There are templates on my website in the candidate resources section Go to www.meddevicetalent.com. That's www.meddevicetalent.com. Follow the link on the candidate page to candidate resources. I have three templates. Use one of those or look, look up something online. This isn't a creative writing experience. You shouldn't reinvent the wheel here or start from a blank page. Just use a template. The key to resigning in a professional way, is not make it personal. It's professional. Start with your template. Make it professional, not personal. This is a career act and not a time to take out your personal frustrations on your company, boss, or HR. At this point, there's nothing that can be fixed. You're moving on. After you give your notice, you aren't working for that boss, so let it go. The moment you decide to resign, you no longer work for them. You need to treat them professionally, but you don't need to have this deferential attitude. You just need to go in there as a peer and equal and tell them how things are in a professional way and be able to move forward with everybody's head held high. The letter basically says, I'm not going to be able to work for you or the company anymore. It's been nice working with you. My last day is, I want to help with the transition and I don't want a counteroffer. This is a good time to cover the offer. Many people think that shopping their new job offer with their current company is a good idea. After all, you don't have to go through change. No moving offices, no meeting new people, no hassles. Same job, more money, better title. Way easier, right? Wrong. The time to fix money and the role is before you even look for a job. Looking for a job is a step you take after you exhaust your career discussions with your company. If you feel underpaid... Don't feel like you have the right title or responsibility. You should be discussing this as part of your regular conversations with your boss. Only take the step of looking outside if you feel your current company is no longer a place where you can move your career forward. For more on this, listen to my podcast entitled Career Checkup. So despite this, you're still considering a counteroffer. Here are some reasons not to. 1. Go to the internet and type in counteroffer. You'll find hundreds of articles and stories why you shouldn't ever accept a counteroffer, and you'll also find horror stories of people who made the mistake of accepting a counteroffer. Number two, employers often make counteroffers because of panic. You literally put a gun to your boss's head. You told them that you were going to hurt them. Many people will do anything to avoid being hurt, including giving someone what they want if they have a gun to their head. Their initial reaction is, We can't lose Joe right now. So they call HR and HR goes into that special drawer and they pull out the counteroffer. This will save the day. We can't lose Joe right now. We don't want to go through the inconvenience of having those projects not get done. Have to hire a recruiter to fill his job, to train someone, to onboarding. This this is a nightmare. We weren't expecting this. Let's just make it go away. Quick, get the counteroffer. But after the initial relief passes... You may find your relationship with your employer is no longer the same. Your standing with the company has fundamentally changed. You're considered no longer loyal, and they'll look for opportunities to move you out. You'll no longer be part of the inner circle, not trusted. What happens next time they want to cut back? Number three, you're just giving your company time to search for your replacement. They're probably thinking it's only a matter of time until you start looking again. You might turn down the other offer and accept your employer's counteroffer only to find yourself pushed out with no job. 70 to 80% of people who accept counteroffers either leave or are let go within 12 months. Number four, there are reasons you started searching for a job in the first place. Does a counteroffer really change anything? It's still the same job, people, and company. Why is it better now? Making the decision to stay just because someone, after you put a gun to their head, offered you more money and more title, in a fundamentally not productive job, doesn't make sense. While money is often a primary motivator, most likely there are other issues that drove you to want to leave your organization. Your relationship with your boss, lack of career advancement, recognition, deadlines, the culture changing in a way that doesn't work for you. Well, these factors really change if you get a counteroffer and stay. Yet another reason not to accept a counteroffer is think about what it took to get to this point of getting a counteroffer. Are you going to have to resign or threaten to resign every time you want an increase or you want your organization to pay attention to you? At some point in everyone's career, they become like the furniture in an organization. No matter how great the company or culture, they become someone who's taken for granted. They're just going to be there. Every day when their boss walks in or their leaders walk in, old John's going to be at his desk being productive and having an impact. They just stopped caring as much as they did in the past, and is a counteroffer going to change that? Despite this information being publicly available, there are still many people who accept counteroffers. I think the reason for this is that people are fundamentally opposed to change, and accepting a counteroffer is not having to do this change. They're hoping that their organization is going to change. They're hoping that they won't have to change and that things will get better. Unfortunately, I'm here to tell you that they won't. The research says, as I've stated before, 70 to 80% of people accept a counteroffer. The research says that 70 to 80% of individuals who accept a counteroffer aren't with their company in 12 months. It's a simple fact. If things were broken enough for you to look for another job and accept that job, then it's time to move forward. Don't even consider a counteroffer. If you haven't received enough information to make you not want to even consider a counteroffer, I'll give you one final point. Think about the third party involved in this process. You have, not only have you included yourself and your employer in this process, but you've included the company that you've interviewed with and who's invested in you the time, the expense, the resources to have you interview to have people take time out of their day to interview you, to speak to you about the organization, and to make you an offer. They genuinely want you to work there. And by accepting a counteroffer, you've just wasted their time. There's nothing more valuable than time and nothing more insulting than having somebody waste your time. So the bottom line here is you're going to burn a bridge if you accept a counteroffer. That company isn't going to go back to you in the future. They're not going to want to hire you again. You can't just come back in a few months. To many people, accepting a counteroffer is considered very unprofessional, and that's not how you want to be branded. So think hard before you accept that counteroffer. I genuinely care about you and your career, and I believe that accepting a counteroffer is a mistake. So I wholeheartedly encourage you to think about that before you even consider allowing your organization to make you a counteroffer. Now that we've talked about this, you know. Don't do a counteroffer. Instead, if you have a good relationship with your company or a relationship that's salvageable with your boss, with the organization, with the role, if you still want to be there, talk to them before you start interviewing or talk to them right early on in the process and say, hey, if we can't work some things out, I'm really going to have to think about doing something different. This is our last chance. Let's talk about this. It's better to be proactive and do this in your career planning discussions but you need to talk to your employer and figure it out first before you waste other people's time. So, hopefully, we're aligned now. Counteroffer equals bad career move. So, let's go back to this stressful time of resignation. So, now you know you're not even going to discuss a counter. You've written your letter, it's simple to the point. I resign, effective. My last day will be. I've learned a lot and enjoyed my time with your company. I want to ensure a smooth transition, I don't want a counteroffer. Now go through this conversation in your head and practice. Make sure you're able to deliver these five points effectively. I resign, my last day, I've learned a statement of being grateful, smooth transition, and I don't want to counter. What I recommend is going into your boss's office and putting the letter on the desk. Research on delivering negative information says that negative information is better received through a third party. You can use the letter as your third party. You lay the letter on your boss's desk And you say, here, read this. Once you're absorbed, we can discuss, or I can come back in a few minutes. Let them read the letter, and then you can discuss. Allow the letter to give them the bad news. If you have to say it verbally, keep it short. Remember, it's bad news, so deliver it and don't linger. Verbally is going to sound like this. Hey, boss, I've located a new opportunity that I'm very excited about. I've really appreciated the time that we've spent together, and I've learned a lot from you and the company. My last day will be blank. I want to ensure a smooth transition, and I'll do everything possible to transition what I'm working on right now, and I'll also be available for questions after my last day. I really appreciate everything you've done. I also request that you respect my decision and not make me a counteroffer, as I have put a lot of thought into this process, and the decision is irrevocable. I'm going to give you a second version here. I know this is a difficult topic for people to discuss, and in my editing, I had two versions, and I think the words are just slightly different, and maybe one will work better for you, or you'll get a little bit more practice, so here it goes. Mr. Smith, I'm going to have to resign my position. I've located a new opportunity that I'm very excited about. My last day is Tuesday the 22nd. I want to ensure a smooth transition... So I'll be working very hard to get the information that people need to them by that time. Also, I really appreciate everything that you've done for me personally and that the company has allowed me to do in terms of opportunities over the last five years. In order to honor our relationship, I want to let you know that I'm not open to a counteroffer. I've put a lot of thought into this decision, and it's irrevocable. If they ask why, tell them, I've identified a new opportunity. I'm really excited about it because it aligns with my career goals. Again, you don't have to be specific. You just need to manage them and their expectations. Again, they're not your boss. So you need to be professional and short and just give them enough to get them off your back. If they ask for more, deflect and say, we'll talk about this later. I'm not going to get into it now. Remember, people's emotions are high right now. They're going to go through different stages of grief. There's no reason to goad out an emotional response at this point by lingering in a conversation. Stick to the script, deliver the information, get out and give them time to absorb. So let's talk about notice period. Two weeks. There's rarely need for more. If there's a major project or deadline, maybe another week. But don't prolong it. Get out of there so you can move on. Don't start transition planning. That's your next step. Once your boss is processed, you can meet again And next time, have an outline of your transition plan so you can keep them focused. You need to remain focused. Don't go down memory lane. You can do that at your farewell happy hour. Again, the purpose of the resignation discussion, and it should be short, only a couple minutes, is to inform them of your decision, let them know the timing, and move forward. How to respond to some common questions. Your boss might be interested. They may ask you, what's your compensation in the new job? Remember... It's a natural tendency to want to answer the questions that your former boss asks. Again, I say former, because from the moment you walk in and resign, your relationship is not the same. doesn't mean that it's bad, or worse, or damaged, it just means that they're not your boss anymore, and you don't need to answer to them. You don't need to be rude or disrespectful, but when it comes to your new opportunity, you don't need to share everything. In fact... Benefits you to be silent about it and just keep to your script. So, if you're asked, What's the compensation? the best answer is, I prefer not to get into it. It's a very fair offer, and I'm really excited about the role and what I'll be doing. We can talk more about it later. So, again, short, you're deferring, you're not getting into the details, especially in that first conversation where they're processing. And honestly, the compensation isn't any of their business. There's only two purposes. One, because they're curious because they want to make you a counteroffer or two, because they want to deride you or say, well, that's all you're leaving for. Again, it opens up the door to a discussion that's not productive and you want to keep it productive because the goal of resignation is to maintain the relationship while severing the employee relationship. You want them thinking of you positively as you leave, not as somebody that they can pick into each and every detail to find out why you left and beat themselves or you up about it. Next question. Can you delay or have a longer notice period? We talked about this a little bit before. The answer quite simply is no. But that may not be the right answer for your boss. The right answer might be something like this. Well, I'd love to stay longer, but unfortunately the timing just doesn't work. I need to start my new opportunity. There's projects and things I need to get going over there. I promise you, during these next two weeks, I'm going to work really hard to make this a smooth transition. We'll move mountains to make this work, but I just simply can't delay this other organization. That wouldn't be fair to them, and it wouldn't be fair to you. You need to move on and refill this position or move forward, and I need to move forward with my next step. What company is it? Often your boss might be curious I don't think that there's anything wrong with sharing what company it is, but if you're not comfortable because it's a competitor, you could say something like, I'm not comfortable sharing that information at this point. I just wanted to let you know in this conversation that I'll be resigning. I wanted to get you thinking about the transition plan and wanted to talk about how we move forward. What's the job? Your boss might want to know what you'll be doing. Again, a perfectly reasonable and innocent-sounding question, but it opens up the door to further discussion And gives items that can be picked away at, either with you or when you leave. The answer to this is simple. At this point, I really don't want to discuss the job. It's an opportunity that lets me advance my career. I'll be working at ABC doing XYZ. Maybe give a couple details. But again, keep it short and simple. Don't give a lot of information. As the change settles in and your relationship rebuilds with the person in a new light, because it will be a new light, because they will accept and understand that you're leaving. At some point, it might not be in this discussion. It might not be in the next discussion. It may take a few days. Then, and only then, once they've accepted, can you talk a little bit more openly about what you'll be doing. Because, again, they won't be using it to process through your decision or fight your decision. The first response The most common responses to resignation are anger and denial. They either want to deny that you're leaving by trying to deny you from leaving, or they're angry because you're letting them down and leaving. Either way, these are perfectly natural responses. You just don't want to go there with them, and you don't want to give them any fuel to the fire. So keep the discussion short and sweet and professional, and work your tail off to create a great transition. The best way that you can leave a good legacy in the organization you're leaving is to create a solid transition. Don't be that person in their last two weeks that leaves at 3 o'clock, sits at their desk, and stares at the wall. Work hard to ensure a solid transition that all your projects go to the right people, that all the things that you're doing are documented, the people are followed up with. Leave the organization that you're exiting with a great taste in their mouth. They just might be talking about you in the future, and you're going to want them to say positive things. I know this is a difficult topic and a difficult conversation to have. Resigning just doesn't feel natural, so I'll leave you with just a few final tips. I've been saying throughout this podcast, don't make it personal. But at the end of the day, you're all smart, empathetic, caring people. This is personal. You just need to start this process off in a way that's going to limit the personal impact and use your judgment to manage those relationships with your boss and others in the organization so that you leave it positive. Don't take my words. They may not work for you. Find words that work for you. At the end, this is a personal decision to move on with your career and not a personal attack on an individual. So let it all go. And go with the spirit of grace and excitement that you're moving on to your new opportunity and realize that everybody will be in different places and you'll need to manage that. I know you're smart and you'll figure it out. A final topic in this world is about your transition and data. We live in an age of data where everything we do with our employer is monitored. Every time we sign into our computer, we also sign a statement that says that it's not our computer. It's our employer's computer. Do not steal information. Companies will watch you. What I mean by this is don't copy files, customer records, information about products, sales forecasts, strategies. Any of this stuff should not be copied. This is not an all-inclusive list, and I'm not purporting to give you legal advice. The only advice I'll give you is don't copy any information from your employer other than your personal pictures, personal records that may have been put on your work computer. Do not take anything that can be considered proprietary for your organization. Don't take any files. Don't take any work product. So be familiar with your employment agreement and honor it. That's advice that both your employer that you're leaving and the company that you're going to are going to want you to adhere to. I'm not a lawyer, and I'm not trying to give you legal advice, But I am trying to give you advice so that you can act professionally and honorably as you make this job change. Thanks for joining me today.